Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Dawn opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. I'm walking down the Waterloo Road towards Molyneux in Wolverhampton. This road has been closed because there's a big game ahead between Wolves and Manchester United. The two men in yellow fluorescent jackets charged with keeping the road short are engaged on Instagram, on their phones. Now walking into the road which is closed, so we've got a bit more space. There's going to be a full house crowd of about 31,000 there today. You can hear people selling programmes. There'll be about 3,000 Manchester United fans. To my left is a food store called Food Central, selling burgers for four pounds so and a coffee for two pounds fifty so not high street prices but not london football ground prices either to the right is the sir jack haywood stand sir jack haywood was the wolves fan who moved to the caribbean but made his wealth and pumped it back into wolves and helped rebuild molyneux they were a great club in the 50s but by the 1980s had fallen to the fourth tier. Crowds dropped even below 5,000 and Molyneux was an absolute mess. Molyneux had the biggest end terrace of any football stadium in England, the South Bank, and Sir Jack's money rebuilt it. I came here for the first time in 1995 for a pre-season game. Also saw Oasis play in one of their very early concerts in front of about 400 people um, in 1994 and remember thinking wow these are brilliant and Wolves have been pretty much a success story they've had Sir Jack Haywood's money and a couple of wealthy benefactors uh, Steve Morgan and now they're under Chinese ownership I'm now outside the Billy Wright main stand Wright was one of the great players for Wolves in the 1950s there's a statue of him here and there are two coaches completely blacked out which have brought the Manchester United players into Molyneux. There are flags of the English Football Association, Wolves, a gold one with a black wolf's head in the middle of it, and the Union flag flying above the main stand. There are actually plans to expand the stadium further, push it closer to 50,000, but only one of those stands has been built behind the goal and that was built by the, the previous owner but Wolves isn't New York you know it's not a tourist hotbed but it's a real football hotbed it's a proud uh, large town and they get really good crowds got a good away support I took a tram here from the centre of Birmingham past places like West Bromwich these are industrial working class places but places which had football clubs which were founder members of the Football League and Wolves have got a great history so the 3,000 United fans will be on the lower tier opposite the main stand it's not a great away end, you're too low down uh, there's a gentleman here selling half and half scarves, Wolves, Man United and it's a big game, Wolves are struggling this season Manchester United are in good form but teams around United keep on winning if United win today 
moving to the top four for the first time this season. And that would be pretty significant, given it's not the top four we would have expected, and given the United's poor start to the season. But you'll you'll know the result of that because you'll be listening to this um, after the game. Excuse me, mate. Are you a Wolves fan? Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, you don't have a Wolverhampton accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't come from England. Uh, I come from Germany. Uh, near Munich. My favorite club is, of course, Bayern Munich. But I saw. Uh, we went on the TV for many years ago and it was a sympathetic uh, club, nice stadium and yeah, here I am. Wow, I wasn't expecting this. I thought I'd be speaking to someone who was from like one mile away. So are you a Bayern Munich fan? Yeah, yeah. You go to Bayern games? Uh, every match. Do you? Yeah. You go I mean, to away games as well? Yes, I have a season card. So you're a proper Bayern fan? Yeah, yeah. But course. you like Wolves and... You've come here for, for Christmas or for the New Year? Yeah, yeah. We are. Uh, I'm with a friend here, and we make a little bit ground topping um, for two days. We only for three days. We saw Man United against Nottingham in the stadium live, and yesterday we saw Birmingham City against um, Hull City, and today we are here. Wow, um, I have a lot in common with you because I've also been ground hopping the last few days. Don't tell my wife because uh, she. <laughs> I know this problem. <laughs> I went to Forest Green Rovers. Uh, I went to Bath City as well. I've been to now 90 of the 92 football yeah. league grounds. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Definitely don't tell my wife, but tomorrow I'm going to Sutton United against uh, Wimbledon. Okay. And okay. Wimbledon is my, is my final one. But here today I'm, I'm from Manchester and Manchester United are the team who are right about. I've, been to Munich many times to see yeah. Man United and yeah, I know yeah. it's a brilliant football city yeah so I'm really interested in, in what you're doing then so when did you first see Wolves on television um the football I don't know maybe I I thought I was now I'm 31 I think so for 10 years ago wow yeah with my father um, we like the Premier League and yeah and we went more so sympathetic club uh, people who read our magazine uh, really like German football, the German fan culture, the fact that the admission price is a, uh, a good value, that you can stand up, that you can have a drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've we've all been, I think, to Munich, but I've been to places like Union Berlin. We have a, a writer who travels around German games uh, each month for us and writes about the different ultra groups. Uh, I saw. I'm a member of a group. Okay, so yeah. you're a member of one of the Bayern groups. Yes. This year, I, I saw the Eintracht Frankfurt fans take over uh, Barcelona. Yeah, thirty thousand yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I never, it, yeah. never seen anything like this. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, Frankfurt is one of the top uh, groups in Germany. I, I think one from the top three. Just before uh, lockdown, a week before lockdown, I went to, to Dortmund, mm-hmm. uh, to Bochum, and to Dusseldorf. Okay. And then one week later, I didn't go anywhere because they, they locked uh, everything up. So which Bayern group are you uh, a, a member of? Which ultra group? Um, we have in Munich, we have three groups. Um, one group I was a member, the, the name was Inferno Bavaria. Um, but this group is now closed because the people are too old. The people don't go to the stadium and because they're forbidden to go to the stadium. And now I'm a member, this is a little group. Yeah, yeah I think the, the main group is Chikaria München. Um, this is the main group and then we have uh, uh, little groups so 20-30 people as well as we all know about Bayern Munich uh, in 2018 um, nearly 2,000 Manchester United fans we went to Munich for the 60th anniversary of the Munich air disaster and 
Bayern Munich were fantastic. They sent um, uh, your top officials mm. to do a speech there. Mm. Was, the respect which Man United fans had for Bayern Munich that day was very high. And there's also a group of Bayern fans called the Red Doctors who take care of the the site where the, the, the plane crashed yeah. and there's a yeah. memorial okay. in the Manchester Platz. So, okay. um, apart from that, are you old enough to remember the 26th of May 1999? Yeah, we lost against Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you for uh, remembering. Listen, I've been in Old Trafford in 2010 and watched your team knock United out of the Champions League with, uh, I think, Arhan Robin was brilliant that day. Yeah. 2014 in Bavaria, Bayern Munich knocked Manchester United out of the Champions League. Yes, yes. We, we held the lead for 38 seconds, Patrice Evra. Yeah. 38 seconds of joy. So I'm not going to feel too bad about mentioning... Do people ever talk about that game in camp now? Is that like, or is that forgotten about when when United scored those two goals? Oh, it's not forgotten. Um, this is also one of the, the, the losing against Man United 1999 is one of the worst losing in our history. Uh, oh, uh, in the pubs, we often talk about this, but we often talk about 2001 against Valencia, we have won, and 2000. Dirty, we lose against Chelsea at home. That was a bad day too. But 2014, we win in Wembley against Dortmund. Yeah, sometimes you're losing, sometimes you're winning. That's football. And another Bayern United game I've forgotten about, I think it was 2001, when it was the only time I saw another midfielder be stronger than Roy Keane in the centre of Man United midfield. That was Stefan Effenberg. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, he was really a member. Um, he was a, a, a leader. One of the best, yes. And you're at Wolves today, you want Wolves to win. How often do you watch Wolves play? Like once a year or something? Only on the television. This is my first time um, on the television, yeah. Uh, when, when it's not, uh, not at the same time as Bayern Munich, at home, maybe. Uh, the highlights I, I watch on, on the TV every, every weekend. But why Wolves? Just because you, I don't you know. saw them um, play? There are so many, uh, so many Portuguese players and I like Portuguese. Uh, yeah, this, this, this was a match. <laughs> but you're, you're dressed like an English casual. You've got a CP company jacket on the yeah. Stone Island. Yeah, Cal. yeah. <laughs> is, is, would the ultra groups in Bavaria yeah. dress similar to this? But not so many people here in England. I think every every twice, uh, to, uh, twice this. In, in Germany, the people has these clothing on when they are ultra members. You, you see it and you know, okay, this is one of the football scene people. So if you went in the away end today, you would see people dressed like this as well, among the Manchester United uh, hardcore fans. Yeah. You wouldn't see them wear red, white and black. Yeah. They just yeah. wouldn't it's dress the, like yeah, this. Yeah, it's the same in Germany. It's the same in... Yeah. Um, and you travel to away games. Uh, yeah. I wrote an article recently about Kaiserslaut and big team who've fallen down. They took 10,000 to a game in, in Hamburg. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. You're very lucky to have these huge allocations in Germany because if Man United had 15,000 tickets today mm. we would sell them all no problem mm -hmm. but we have 3,000 because of the limits yeah 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 it's the same in Munich um, Munich is a popular club um, everybody wants to see Munich and we have a lot of ticket problems might I not uh, because the season cards but when when some friends want to go to the stadium this Impossible. And what about away games? When you play, I don't know. In away games, yeah, is, um, maybe Berlin is a big stadium or Dortmund. We are travel with the buses from Munich. Um, 
10, 15 buses, uh, yeah, but it's always sold out. The, the Abbey uh, sector is always sold out. How much do you pay for tickets? How much is your season uh, card? Not too much, then here, uh, 20 euro. Uh, for, the, for the season card, yeah. um, I pay 120. For a season? Yeah. It's a standing place in, in the corner uh, behind the goal. Uh, yeah, 100, 130 for so 70 watch, games. So you watch 17 Bayern Munich games? Yeah, for 100. For, that yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it's a fair price. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah I, other I, I, in England, yeah. Yeah. The prices here are really, really crazy. You think they're crazy? Yeah. Because they're actually lower than they were 10 years ago. Okay. Because now they cap away prices to £30, mm. which I don't think is so bad when 20 years ago, people were paying 45 50 pounds okay. which is bad yeah yeah and yeah. i think if you sit in the stretford end in manchester it can be as low as 26 pounds yeah. there's discounts for for kids and for older people which is good but it's not like what you're paying yeah, this, this, I, mean, I saw one of the best teams in the world for maybe eight euro per match yeah wow this. and away games how much are they away games um it's difficult because when bayern is coming this is the best club the prices yeah. are going up but 20, 30 euro is it, normal. Price. Is it not boring winning the league every single yeah, year? Yes, this is boring. Is yes. this a problem for German football? Um, yeah, I think so. It's, it's not so interesting. I go to the football stadium. I know we are winning. Um, I go with my lads, um, some drinking beer, have a good time. But the match is only against Dortmund or maybe uh, other clubs we have um, a little bit too rivalitated, derby like. And the other games, you know, the, the match ended 6 0 uh, for Bayern Munich. It's, it's a little bit boring, yes. What's the solution? Solution for. I think in the next five, five uh, three, four years, the situation are the same as now. Uh, I do, Dortmund is a really big club, but they must sell the young player. I think the next player is Bellingham, who is going yeah. with a lot of money for Dortmund, for the club. But yeah, this is the. the, the the young uh, gamer come to Dortmund, kick, kick there for one, two years, and yeah. then they're going to... But really if they could keep them, they could be... Yeah, then this is interesting, but they can't keep them. They can't them. keep them. No. And partly because Bayern Munich can take them. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. Um, you're saying about the, the boring angle. I remember it being like this with Man United. You know you'd win every game. Yeah. This sounds ridiculous now, but it's the truth. This is how I felt. Even when you'd win the league... You'd leave the stadium, okay, another league title. It yeah. sounds crazy now. Do anything now to see the team win the league. Yeah. But you knew you'd win every game. Yeah. And it wasn't a good thing. And I watched a lot of the Barcelona team and you're blinded by the brilliance. It's boring. It's mm -hmm. too good. You know it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah I don't know what the, the same solution problem. is. Yeah. The, the same problem. Yeah. But now Barcelona is not so good. No, so it's more yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the crowds are bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what humans want. You want, you want success, but when you get it, yeah. after too much... Yeah, yeah, this one day you might... Yeah, this is a difficult situation. So we both need to go into the stadium. Um, yeah, what, what, I, what do I you must like search about no English ticket. football? I must search no ticket for today. You've uh, not got a ticket? No, no, but I, I think we... Maybe my friend are standing up. He called me for five minutes. Maybe he has a ticket. Right. Um, I hope he found a ticket. Um, it's because in Germany when we uh, when we want to buy tickets for this game, it was so expensive. Yeah, yeah. He said for the for the Championship League, it's no problem to get tickets. Man United yeah. was okay. Today yeah. it's really really difficult. I think the opponent is Man United. Everybody wants to see Man United. Yeah, yeah. So you've not got a ticket now? No, no. you don't got a ticket yet. I'm going to try and get you one. I don't know how. Because, yeah, yeah. Because the office centre is they say it's sold no. out. And maybe here outside. Um, yeah. yeah. Because um, 
for the other matches in London, we have tickets yeah. for this match. Well, it's a hard ticket. I've got like, friends of mine who go to all Man United games. Mm. They've not got a ticket for today. Yeah. It's a hard ticket. Yeah. My friend messaged me yesterday and said, do you want to uh, to Wolves? And I thought, he's got a spare ticket. But when I look closely at the text, yeah. Yeah. do you want a lift to Wolves? Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's okay. the situation. You okay. can relate to this because you're a Bayern fan. Yeah. I'm still going to ask somebody if I can get yeah, you a ticket okay, now. It's okay. Go to the stadium, uh, have fun and... I think we get the ticket. I'm so often in the football stadiums, and then maybe we are 10 days in, uh, here in, uh, in England. Maybe we come back. Okay. okay. Thank you for your time. Yeah. And if we play by Munich, we, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah, perfect. It was a pleasure. Oh, that was interesting with uh, Sebastian. I've tried to get him a ticket, so I'll let you know how that goes on. About 31,000 there, big crowd. Okay, predictions. With Samuel Lucas from the Manchester Evening News. Prediction for today, please, Samuel. I'll go with 2 1 United. Laurie Whitwell from the Athletic. Prediction for today, please, Laurie. 1 0 United. I think Manchester United will win, and uh, yeah, I think they're two sensible predictions. Let's see. The United team, De Gea, Bruno, Anthony Martial, Malasia, Eriksen, Casimiro, Varane, Anthony Shaw, Misaka, Garnacho. The big news is that Marcus Rashford is dropped for an internal discipline. Okay, that's what Eric Tenag thinks fit, then that's how we uh, back the manager. Today, the music stops and there's going to be in mourning the passing of Brazilian football legend Pele. Seen by many as the greatest footballer to have ever lived, Pele scored a world record very brilliant and 81 goals during his 21 years in the game. The only player to win the World Cup in the Pele sadly passed away at the age of 82 earlier this week. Listen to that roar. So United wearing white. I'm pretty confident.
and we're off. It's after the game, Wolves nil, Manchester United won, and I'm in Molyneux's main stand. I'm with uh, Steve Madley, who covers Wolves for The Athletic. What did you make of that? I thought it was a fairly, very close, closely contested game. I thought I thought Wolves did pretty well, worked work hard, competed in terms of possession. But then Jose Sarr did did keep them in in the game in the first half with, with, some, with some good saves. So I, I think it's kind of probably hard to deny that United just about edged it. This seems to be a team which is struggling to score goals, which is really struggling at home. There seems to be a good spirit here. There's a good atmosphere. Here. Do you think you're going to stay up? I think um, the spirit and the atmosphere, and just the general feel around the place, has, has changed since since Julian uh, Lopetegui took took over. I think had it been a conventional season and the World Cup hadn't, hadn't come when it did, it would have been hard to sit, to make a case for Wolves staying up. They were, purely because they would probably played another half a dozen games before the transfer window opened and probably been been dead and buried at that that point. I think the the transfer window coming when it does, effectively earlier in the season, just gives it gives them a hope, uh, and they're obviously going to speculate a fair bit more money to improve the squad to stay up so yeah I think I think they've got a, a decent chance of staying up but clearly there's still a lot of work to do A couple of players have often been linked with moves away uh, Ruben Neves his stock seems to have fallen a little bit from maybe a couple of years ago or maybe that's just the way I'm seeing it uh, Semedo the, the, the right back you think these players will be at Wolves if they stay up and would be the type of players who'd move on if they went down I think the general feeling is that Ruben Neves will prob- probably be his last season at Wolves okay. regardless purely because he, in next summer he'll have a year left on his contract he's Wolves most valuable asset I mean, he's been outstanding in a poor team he's been outstanding this, this, this season I think most people at Wolves expected to lose him last summer um, but the, 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 the offer just never came in so I think they would expect, expect him to go uh, and in a way they probably want him to go ne- next summer just so they don't lose him for nothing, for nothing after that. Um, Samedo I think has been a real disappointment over, overall for Wolves and it wouldn't be a surprise if they were to let him go this, this month I think if, it, yeah. if they, could, they could bring in another right back. Mm, yeah, that's what I've been hearing maybe um, about him. Um, is this club in a good state? I wrote a huge piece on them, but it was three or four years ago. It was pre-COVID. I touched on the, the, the Chinese ownership. I spoke to the leading executives here about expanding Molyneux. Today, another fallout. It's a great club with a, a brilliant history. Yeah, I think it's, it's in a good place in, in terms of it's got a good squad. It's got good people in in senior senior positions doing doing good jobs. They've obviously now got a, a star manager in terms of the jobs he's had he's had in the past. So he was one of the four Manchester United looked at. Yeah, but I think the flip side to that would be they spent 100 million pounds plus net in the summer to improve the squad. Didn't didn't really have the desired effect. They've already committed another £43 million on on Mateus Cunha and they're going to spend quite a bit more, it would seem, this month. So if they were to go down, the finances would have to be corrected pretty dramatically, I think. And the stadium? The stadium uh, expansion of the Steve Bull stand opposite us is still... On the on the agenda, but I think I think at the moment it's it's quite a way down the agenda. I think kind of any spare money they've got is going to be spent on the t- on the team at the moment. Um, that, that, that's going to be quite a big project to to expand expand that stand. So I think it will happen, but it might be another five six years years down the line. What did you make of Manchester United today? I thought they looked a little bit off the pace in the in the in the first half, albeit they created some some good chances and and drew some saves from Jose Sarr. 
they looked a lot more on it in, in, the, in, the, in the second half. I'm not sure what was said at half time, but you could just tell there was a bit more intensity about them in the second half. Eight wins out of nine for Manchester United. You're watching them probably from a distance. Do you just think it's a club who are getting right in the wrongs and heading in the right direction again? It, look, it, it looks that way. I mean, as you say, I'm looking very much from the outside, but it, look, it looks like they're um, kind of begin, beginning to build to build a team again, as opposed to a collection of individuals. That, that would be my observation from, from looking at it. I mean, it's, I guess it's easy to say that with Ronaldo leaving, because that, that's a big step step in that direction. But just generally, it looks like more of a collective under Ten Hag than it maybe has in recent years. Well, all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you. I'm walking away from Molyneux now, and I can see the, the ground to my left. It's floodlit. It looks beautiful. Interesting that the German fan who got in the ground, lucky him, uh, said that he likes English football grounds compared to, to German ones. Anyway, Manchester United won an eighth win in nine matches. And I've just been down uh, in the main stand, seeing all the, the players walk past, all the staff walk past, and people are smiling. I think United are, are in a good place. I think today, Eric Tan Hall made another correct shout in terms of disciplining Marcus Rashford and yet bringing him off the bench, scoring the winner. Um, he thought he scored a second goal, but that was given VAR to the fury of the vast majority of the 31,000 crowd. The United fans were down on the side, as per usual, at Molyneux. It's hard to get an atmosphere going in there, but I think United fans did a, a decent job of it. Let's run through the team. Uh, David De Gea, two really, really good saves, important saves, and another clean sheet for him. Uh, Terrell Malassia playing, doing well, good for his confidence. Could say the same about Aaron Wambasaka. These are people who, a month or two ago, uh, had very different fortunes. So now I'm just going to stop here as I walk through a subway which is dedicated to Wolverhampton Wonders. It's all done up really smartly. Uh, call themselves the pack. Wow, I need to take a picture of this. This subway has got great moments in Wolves history. Going back and back. Players like Andy Gray are here and going back to the 50s. Wolves League Cup winners 74, beat Manchester City 1960, FA Cup winners 59 Champions of England, 58 Champions of England, 54 Champions of England. That's how good Wolves were. Wolves' rivalry with the Busby Babes was an epic one. And ironically, Duncan Edwards, probably the greatest player for the Busby Babes, came from this part of the world, as did Gordon Clayton. The goalkeeper who didn't quite make it at Manchester United, but he travelled up with Duncan Edwards. So, United up to four for the first time this season, first time since March. I was going through the team then before I went under that subway. I thought Luke Shaw did very well at centre-half. He's just more intelligent than the players he was up against in a footballing sense. Nicking the ball off him, off them, anticipating. He was next to Raphael Varane, peerless, one of the best defenders in the world. Proving it every week when 
he plays United tend to win in front Casimiro great great player again controlled the game mocked up any problems when United needed it uh, Ericsson was a bit quieter today I felt uh, Bruno Fernandes set the goal up uh, took a while coming more peripheral for long parts in the game Anthony thought was quite poor in the first half uh, better in the second half but we're all hoping for a big improvement for from him uh, Garnaccio he's a kid you know he should have scored in the first half and missed another good chance ran into a dead end but still looked a bigger threat than the other two attackers in the first half that would be Anthony Martial on very limited service and Anthony over on the other side uh, Fred came on added a bit to the team uh, Harry Maguire came on right at the end but Marcus Rashford came on at half time made the difference scored the goal which puts United up to fourth so three straight wins now after the World Cup Burnley, Forest and Wolves Wolves are really struggling but we're not going to dwell too much on that we've been this podcast enough and the next game is against Bournemouth on the 3rd of January game which you would hope Manchester United again win I think we need rivals to start dropping points I've never watched Newcastle United's fortunes as closely for about 20 years as I am doing now you can see Liverpool are starting to get the look which maybe they weren't getting a few months ago and winning uh, Chelsea as well have had a couple of wins so there's not really that much room for United to be dropping points especially when you consider the relentless run of games some very difficult games coming up you've got City and Arsenal not too far away and you've got all them cup matches obviously drawn at Old Trafford every single one of them but as I walk away from here towards the train station the rain starts to come down I'm pretty pleased I think it's been a good win and plenty of times where we've we've come here and drawn one or one or one or and I felt that United under under Solskjaer I know there's a, a, a fortunate win here a few months before the end of Solskjaer but seen United lose games here got knocked out the FA Cup here in 2019 it's not a good place to come to so to get that win is good and long may this continue Forget the World Cup, United have finished the end of this year really strongly. So I'd like to wish all of you all the best for 2023. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We've got a really loyal um, listenership uh, and people who buy the mag as well. We had a really unfortunate night against Forest because we needed to sell a lot of copies. Because of the World Cup, we've not had any home matches so we had the mags out on the streets and it just rained, it was torrential. And that pisses all over your sails, I'll be honest. You sort of stood there, who wants to stop and buy a paper-based product when it's absolutely lagging it down? So take a deep sigh, we take the rough with the smooth on that one. We also felt a lot of love for the mag when we were stood there on the streets. And we'll have a new mag out for the, the Bournemouth game. They've already been dispatched to subscribers um, we've got them out to subscribers as early as we can we can't really do any more than that with the the, the, the problems with the 
uh, postal strikes that have been uh, leading to people waiting for a lot longer than we, we and they would hope to get the mags but they are all in the post the mag will be out be, be Bournemouth and if you want to subscribe to it uh, yeah, just go to uwsonline.com and uh, yeah we appreciate the support of everybody and we need it because without it we have no mag and we have no podcast anyway I'm not going to finish on a dampener because it's damp enough here in Wolverhampton I'm going to be more upbeat and say that that was a really important win for Manchester United wasn't a superb performance it didn't need to be if you're winning games like that then it's another example of the good team spirit from uh, the club under Eric Ten Hag there's loads of groups of lads now milling around in Wolves Uh, yeah not a place for Manchester United fans to be around here at the moment anyway goodbye